Welcome to the CDI podcast. I'm Dylan Edgel, Assistant Director of the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development. And I'm Emily Cooper Yates, Project Coordinator for CCED. Our guest today is Talisha Richardson, Executive Director of 646 Downtown. 646 Downtown is a nonprofit organization committed to the revitalization of downtown Fort Smith by creating vibrant spaces and events for the community. 646 Downtown is also a designated Main Street for Main Street, Arkansas. Talisha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dylan and Emily. It's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah. Uh, to start us off, can you just tell us a little bit about your career and how you got to where you are today? Oh, absolutely. So I am, I have a very um, diverse background. I was in hospitality, healthcare field, um, own my own popcorn and candy business as well. So a very, very um, broad range of experiences. One thing that I always tell people is that um, I have a master's in counseling psychology that obtained from the University of Arkansas is that the one thing that one skill that people tend to not perfect is their skill in regard to human relationships. So I always wanted to be in HR, but I always wanted to make sure that I took care of relationships. So for example, when I joined Accord North America as a major global hospitality chain that owned Motel 6, Studio 6, Red Roof Inns, as well as Sofitel and Novotel and in the United States and abroad, um, several um, countries, 33 different countries across the, the world. So coming into that particular organization as a newbie in my 20s, I have the, the ability to go from whatever interests that I had. So I, if I wanted to do quality, I could. If I wanted to go into audit, I could. If I wanted to go into operations or marketing, I had that ability to do so as well. The key there was the ability to build rapport with individuals that saw something within that said, I would love for her to be a part of my team, or I would love for her to help me on this project. So those skills that I obtained with my master's in um, counseling, really helped me to navigate my career. So much more, so much so, if you fast forward, I left the organization as a VP of operations for a tri-state area. I managed Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi, and there was a little thing called Hurricane Katrina that came through, and I was managing my team um, across those various states when that occurred. And that was a, a really, eye-opening experience because it, it made me look at my organization different, not just my internal organization and the people that I had working um, with me. Um, my employees didn't work for me, they worked with me. And it was the upper echelon of our organization from the CEO to my senior VP of operations. I, I really wanted to look at how they responded or did not respond were they more about the bottom line? Were they more about the human aspect of the business? Were they trying to balance human aspect versus maintaining the finances, if you will? And I'm glad to say after a tough discussion with my boss where I actually challenged him, he came back and he said, you know what, Talisha, you're right. Um, we do need to make sure we balance that. 
I was so proud of my team and their grit during that process that they actually, they made bonus for the entire United States because they were able to make so much money during that time, but we did not compromise the human aspect of the business. So if you fast forward to today, I am in the position I am in with 646 downtown because I stayed true to myself and wanting to come back to Fort Smith, my hometown, where I was born and raised, but I left for about 20 years and decided to come back, my husband and I. And when we made that decision to return, our decision was grounded in what can we do to make a difference in the place that created and made us who we are today. So we not only looked at how we could take care of our own personal finances because we wouldn't be able to give if we didn't have the finances to uh, sustain ourselves, but we also looked at how can we give back to our community and what interest that we have in our community. And it was very natural for me. Community development is very, very natural. Again, based on the history that I stated earlier. I love working with people. I love interacting with people. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a company or the housekeeper in the company. I feel that it takes a, a true talent, a true person who is really joined at the heart and wants to connect with people to be able to make change occur where they're at. So when we moved back, I immediately started volunteering just to see if I can find like-minded individuals. And the career that I have now in community and economic development came out of a position with the Fort Smith Housing Authority. Um, my executive director, Mitch Minnick, who was also a CDI grad, I have to make, put that plug in there. He said, Salisha, you would love being a part of the Community Development Institute. And I'm like, well, what is it? I don't know. And so we went in, I did some research, and I was like, you're exactly right. Where do I sign up? And so he signed me up. And during that time, I started working on the Propelling Downtown for Master Plan as a volunteer. I started going and getting engaged in more community development things, thanks to Mitch, who I, he's also a um, PCED. So it was great to be with a like-minded individual that we could come and say, oh my God, that is so stupid. Why are they doing that? And it's like, great, they get it. You know, it's just, it was great to have that type of um, uh, rapport and interaction and dialogue with a like-minded person. So when I had the opportunity with the 6464, they were looking for a executive director. And when they were searching for a said executive director, um, I was still volunteering and I was asked to join as the executive director. So it just shows that if you have a passion for something, sometimes it's good to put in that sweat equity as a volunteer. And it gives people an opportunity to see if this is something that you are a good fit for, but also it gives you the opportunity to see if this is something that you're truly committed to. So that's where my career um, began truly with um, 646 downtown. I always had a heart for community and economic development, including that balance, but um, that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's the pattern we see with leaders uh, that we've talked to so far is that diverse background um, that kind of has, has contributed to their success. And it sounds like you had a very diverse background uh, and, it's, and it's helped a lot in, in your role today. Fort 
Garrett Smith is now known for its amazing murals and that were completed by local and international artists as part of the Unexpected Fort Smith Project. Can you talk about the Unexpected Project and how that came to be? I can. It's actually the Unexpected started 2014-2015 and with the Unexpected it was before my time because I joined as executive director uh, mid-year 2018. I was actually drawn to the unexpected, not knowing what it was when I relocated back to the area. I went away to Tulsa for the weekend. It was Memorial, or excuse me, Labor Day weekend. And my son and I were driving back over the bridge and it was like something had just transformed in downtown Fort Smith. So I looked and I'm like, wait, what is this? This wasn't here before I left. And we literally parked in front of one of the murals and just got out and started exploring. And he was three or four at the time and, and we were holding a conversation and it's these oversized pieces of art that were not present and then they appeared. So the founder of 646 Downtown, which is a nonprofit, was started by Steve Clark. Steve Clark is an entrepreneur, businessman. He has a lot of different um, things he has going on and he wanted to create a space within Fort Smith, a place that he resides, that he envisioned, that he had seen in places that he had traveled over the years and said, why not Fort Smith? Why not create um, this place of international art in an outdoor art gallery free to the public in this unexpected place called Fort Smith. So he and my colleague Claire Kohlberg who is the director of The Unexpected, they came together and worked out a plan on what this would look like. So not only did Steve create the vision of The Unexpected with his team, he also executed it with superb quality. There's a lot of people that want to just say, hey, we need a mural, let's stick it up here. He was very strategic with the team and Claire with regards to where will these be placed? How will they be placed? How do we engage the community in this um, uprising, if you will, of art? And it turned out to be something that no one could have ever imagined to bring international artists into Fort Smith. No one knew what Fort Smith was, let alone Arkansas. And then you strategically place art in key intersections where people didn't really, they forgot about, they were underutilized at major intersections. So if you look at coming into downtown Fort Smith, the Akuta piece that we have, that's a gateway where Garrison and Rogers intersects. That was just a plain white building. No one knew anything about this building. It was a parking lot for uh, the local Catholic church that's directly across the street. And when Akuta came and did the chapel there, it was one of the most iconic pieces. It drew attention to that space, so much attention to that space. And this is how economic development works. You wet the palate, of your audience by creating. 
then you draw attention, so much attention to the, to the point where that park brought in almost $1 million worth of work for contractors, for an artist that created three distinct bronze sculptures in that particular place. It is now a community park owned by the city of Fort Smith. So it was, again, an underutilized space reimagined into something bigger and better. And, you know, some people love art pieces that we have, some people do not. When the decision was made to um, remove that piece because of, again, a greater use in that space, we had people that were upset. I'm having my wedding there. How dare you? And we're like, it's a parking lot. And long story short, it created great dialogue and that you could see that the fruits of your labor were actually paying off, that people did appreciate the things that were going on, but we also reminded them that art is temporary, art is evolving, and it is evolved into something else. That's great, and, and I can say from my perspective, um, you know, I went to a conference in Fort Smith, and uh, we did a mural tour, and I, um, I'm a runner. So the next day I just ran around Fort Smith and, and looked at all the murals and it was a great way for me to get to know the city a little bit. It's not only the public art, but it's also kind of, um, you know, a, a way to see the city and, and kind of get around. So I, I really enjoyed it. I want to add something to that real quick Yeah, is because again, we bring the community together, but we also during this, the unexpected, it draws attention to, um, opportunities that we may have within our community. You stated that you were running around and all of that. So we've enhanced our app that we have. And in addition to that, when we had certain artwork installations in certain areas, people realized, oh, these are not quality sidewalks here. And so it, 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 it acknowledges the opportunity to increase walkability because no one ever walked them because there was nothing there for them to walk to or to appreciate. Now they're like, okay, we need to contact the city because this is not a walkable sidewalk. And so those are the things that come out of these, what some may call simple installations that don't make a difference. They do make a difference because they do draw attention. Absolutely. And, and moving forward, um, what is 646 Downtown doing today to invest, beautify, and revitalize Fort Smith? And, and what are your plans for the future? Our focus right now is really on economic development, particularly through Main Street, Arkansas, and the resources that they have available for us, as well as the Nash, at the national level. We've done a lot with programming of events and doing all of these warm and fuzzy things. And one of the things that we have to really remember is that we want to have businesses downtown that make money so they can reinvest that money into their product and that they can also pay taxes. Again, spurring the economic vitality of communities. So our focus has been, especially with COVID, recognizing the needs of our businesses, making sure that businesses that have the product, that they can be online, that they know how to be online, that they know how to take proper inventory. With your restaurants, they have been the, the trendsetters, if you will, with showing, okay, I have to 
I have to be online. And if I can't be online, I need to offer curbside service and just trying to adjust accordingly. With your service organizations, they really haven't lost a beat. It was more of how do they interact in a different way with their customers, teach their customers, okay, this is what Zoom means. This is what a webinar means. And it helps because when these other businesses, regardless of being downtown, try to use technology, they realize if, I need to, if I'm going to stay relevant, I'm going to have to go to that next level. So we have been working with the Small Business Association, um, the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center in creating opportunities for the businesses that want to, <laughs> to learn the new systems, creating opportunities for them to be trained properly. As much as I would love to, to help this person do all of these things and pay for a consultant to come in and do them for them, they have to be self-motivated and they have to be able to, to manage these, these items when the consultants are gone. So that's the transition that we have because everyone is not turning cartwheels with technology. There are some people that say, I just can't or I just won't. And so we're trying to balance that and do quality checks to make sure that people are ready. And if they're not ready, what can I support you do to support you in the interim? Because this is not going to change it, but you have to change. So that's how we're shifting and, and again, getting people to realize that the unexpected and the programs that the ancillary programs that we have behind that it's a Kickstarter for you. Now you have to do your part to, to be ready for that business to come and not wait for someone to come and assist you. Public art is something that can become an economic driver and is something that the whole community can enjoy. How has the public art in Fort Smith contributed to building community in the area? Well, I, I think, Emily, first you have people that are talking about Fort Smith, not just outside of Fort Smith, but Fort Smith is talking about Fort Smith. For example, oh, I love this piece. No, oh, I do not love this piece. And that's dialogue that was not taking place before. When people look at what is happening with the unexpected, it's creating conversation. And there's bringing awareness to Fort Smith that has never been brought before. We were ranked number three as the most unique small towns or most unique art towns. We were right behind Philadelphia. Who could have ever imagined anyone in Arkansas, let alone Fort Smith? Wow. You know, that's, that's all you can say is, is wow. And that's something that we're known for. So I, I just think that there are so many things that came out of the, the unexpected. It's just, it's more than just placing the artwork. It's the economic development part of it. So that's why we're trying to make sure people understand the 646 downtown aspect of it and our propelling downtown forward master plan. And then sprinkling the events in there. And 
this is what a lot of the main streets are trying to grapple with because with COVID-19, these large gatherings are not the direction you should be going in. And because of that, how do you pivot in a way that still engages the community and, and a, a, does it from afar? So we won a grant with the Levitt Foundation, which we had to postpone because of the COVID situation and us trying to regroup while trying to understand what the new normal will be in 2021. Thankfully, the Levitt Foundation sought opportunities for community building um, bridge grant, basically. How can we show appreciation toward our communities while operating in this arena of um, social, distance, social distancing? So on Thursday, we are actually doing a mobile music series. So we did a virtual series on July 2nd with Allison Grace, practiced our social distancing. And if you guys haven't had an opportunity to take a look at that, please do. It's at 646 downtown and at Soul Studios. But we are actually going to be going into um, a couple of residential neighborhoods and doing a mini concert. It's just a 15 minute set because we just want to do a sample, let people raise up their windows, pull out their lawn chairs on their lawn and put their mask on and keep it moving. And we're doing that in two residential neighborhoods. And then we're moving to downtown Fort Smith and we'll be hitting three locations. Again, 15 minute sets. And during this time, we are trying to bring the community together Bring in awareness to six feet, social distancing, wear your mask, but let's get up and move in our spaces. And that's, that's one of the hashtags that the Levitt Foundation pushes is hashtag music moves. And it's just a way of people just enjoying life again in your space, but being present. We are so much bigger than just murals. What else can we do to um, expand the scope of the unexpected. Awesome. And, and it sounds like you guys have gotten very creative uh, during this time to kind of get your community engaged. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see, uh, see that on, on Facebook and on your website. Uh, and this last question kind of ties into that. So uh, do you have any advice for communities who want to bring life to their downtown? My number one piece of advice is know your community. If you have not done a needs assessment, that is so crucial because you can go in saying, this is what my community needs without truly understanding the complexity of your community, the diversity of your community, and who is being missed within your community. And if you truly want to involve every aspect of your community, and I hope you are, you need to know what they would like to have. And when you collect that information, do your best to dig deeper and analyze it to make sure, okay, my community wants murals. Well, is that really what your community needs or is that what your community saw in another community and they just want to duplicate it in yours? You gotta really be true to yourself in your community and talk through that. It's like, do you want murals or do you want art? And why do you want art? 
there are certain things that work well in some, but may not work so well in others. Also remember, you get what you pay for. We actually brought in international artists. So when we get calls and emails of people saying, I want to create the unexpected in town X, and you say, okay, that, that means you want that level of quality, which at that level of quality comes a level of cost. And then they're like, oh no, we want all of this for free. And you're like, that can't happen. I think we want artists to just give of their time, but when we're trying to create marketing plans, we don't have that marketing company just give their time. We want people that are actually um, quality, that know how to execute, that know their craft. And people need to understand that when you pay your artists, that is a part of economic development as well. Awesome. That, that was great. And, and Talisha, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, I love going to Fort Smith and seeing all the public art, uh, eat some good food, and enjoy such a great city in Arkansas. Um, your work has been instrumental in that. And I just, we just want to thank you for all you do for Fort Smith and, and the state. On upcoming episodes, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week on the CDI podcast.